At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Two of the nightcap as Super Wild Card Weekend is coming to a close. Under 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. The Rams leading 31 to 11. Rams in most spots closed as a three and a half point favorite. South Point closed as three. Here was three juice here at the Circa. And uh, it is going to seem to be a easy cover for those of you who had the Rams. The total is certainly in question, Sean. Close 48 and a half here at Circa. Before we went to break, the Cardinals kicked a 55-yard field goal. It is now 31 to 11, so you're looking at 42 right now. And uh, depending on where you got it, if you played the under or you played the over, uh, there were some numbers to be had. Uh, Vinny said they need the under. Right. No surprise there. They closed 49 and a half over at the South Point. Probably in trouble. Uh, yeah. You think another touchdown's coming? Yeah. Cardinals late. By Arizona, at yeah. least. Yeah. So we stand, and they'll probably go for two. Uh, holding was just called on the Rams. Once again, we do have a line out for Tampa Bay and L.A. This will be 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific in Tampa on Sunday. A total of 48.5, a spread Tampa minus 2.5. Touchdowns tonight. We should update the folks on some touchdown props. Sean still hoping for... What, a Zach Ertz or a Tyler Higby? Yeah, I'm not feeling optimistic. That's all right. You had I had him You I, had a great weekend, so I, I will, had Higby uh, for the first touchdown in the game at plus twelve hundred. And he throws him like a dig route. He makes his guy miss. And the linebacker comes flying like with an effort play of the night. Or I might have gotten both accomplished. Former colleague of mine used to hit these first touchdown props all the time. I don't think I have ever hit one like in my life. Well, generally what I do is I, I just stop playing them. I pick a position. So tonight it was tight ends. Yeah. So I take both tight ends. You know, if it's receiver, then I pick a receiver from each team. I kind of do it like that. So I we were doing, I forget who it was. We might have done some promos for for VEASAN. And we were talking about worst, you know, beats or whatever. And two years ago, Super Bowl <laughs> in Miami, we were I was on a different network doing a show. And we had Warren Sharp on the on the set, and we've had Warren on the show. Great, you know, analytical mind. Mm-hmm. And he 
He loves Kyle Shanahan. He's a big Shanahan believer, and he said he incorporates the fullback more than anyone out there. Kyle Juszczyk to score a touchdown. So I played Kyle Juszczyk to score the game's first touchdown. Instead of any time. Instead of any time, which I think the any time for Kyle Juszczyk was like 10 to 1, 12 yeah. to 1. And I played first touchdown. He scored the second touchdown in the game, 49ers first touchdown. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting there. I think Warren texted me or tweeted, whatever. And he's like, he's like we got it. I'm just thinking, I look down, I'm like, <laughs> nope, I don't got it. Yeah, my you app, got it. My app didn't adjust, boss. I did not. So. Hopefully everyone listened. I did not bear the fruit. Uh, but 31 to 11 right now. The touchdowns tonight. James Conner scored the Cardinals lone touchdown. That was plus 130 anytime. Your game's first touchdown. Odell Beckham Jr. 10 to 1 to bring it in. Gosh. No. I was this close too. Really? I was this close. Oh. <laughs> it's all right. You also played the uh, Golden Knights here tonight. Up 3 nothing. I did. Puck Stradamus, baby. Yeah, but it's Pittsburgh, so you got to keep scoring against Pittsburgh because Crosby and the gang can put them up in bunches. So, you know, we're never far enough ahead against this crew. Uh, other oh, there's Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Uh, big catch there. You need some yardage if you've got Cooper Cup. What was it, 103? Yeah. Uh, Cooper Cup, 105 and a half, and he has seven and a half receptions for the over-under at DraftKings. Those are the closing numbers. That was just his fourth catch for 45 yards. He's he, dropped a couple. He has 45 yards, I should say. They didn't go for 45 yards. Uh, but he does have a touchdown, which was heavily juiced, minus 165. But he pretty much scores a touchdown every single it's game. a great catch, too, on his touchdown. So Cooper Cup scored. Odell Beckham has scored. Matthew Stafford rushed in a score. That was a, a nice Plus payout. 800. Yeah. Nice now, Stafford, anytime touchdown. I just couldn't see it. I was well, trying was to visualize, you know, him running. Well, he didn't run it. He snuck it in, and they initially said it wasn't a touchdown, and then they went to review, and they had the overhead camera, and it showed he did get it in. And, and I was debating. I was sitting there looking at the board, and I was going to take shortest touchdown, and then I was going to do it, uh, go with Stafford. But I didn't. By the way, I, I just like – when we have guests on and, and there, and I, I like to, you know, because we have smart people that join the show. Mm -hmm. And this is why, you know, on a Friday night, you can't be thinking, ah, you know, I'm not going to listen to the nightcap because we had our bankrolls, which were very profitable this weekend. And we had Paul Charchian on, our guy, and he laughed at it, but he said, Tom Brady under rushing yards, which was 0 0.5, Sean. He did not attempt to rush. <laughs> that cashes for you. Uh, Charch went three and one this weekend uh, on his player props. Uh, the only one that did not hit was a bit frustrating. It was Jalen Hurts. He went over on his rushing yards. I think it was like 48 and a half on Friday night. Closed in the 50s. And Jalen Hurts finished up with 39 rushing yards. So right now, 31 to 11 is where we stand. Uh, the clock is rolling down. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if... Just a little Tyler Sean McVay Higby. wants to throw a little TD yeah, here. Yeah, just a little Tyler Higby touchdown pass will be great, you know. Need three more catches for, for Cooper Cup. He just caught another one. He's at 61 yards, five catches. They're now at the 35-yard line of the Cardinals. And there might be a lot of people there at this Rams game saying, let's get another touchdown because this uh, would be important to some, uh, especially depending on when you got that number, uh, which closed 49 at most spots. But here at Circa, actually closed 48 and a half. Uh. 
I like Roger Goodell getting a lot of FaceTime with the uh, the players lately. <laughs> He's with uh, Tim Brown yesterday at the game, right? Where'd he go? Well, Tim Brown seems like a well-educated man. Where'd he go? He went to Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah. Hall of Famer. Smart guy. Yeah. He really learned, you know, a lot when he was with Tampa, though. <laughs> You know, Is that that, when, yeah. That's where he learned yeah. it after he played with the Raiders. He uh-huh. came to Tampa. Yeah. That's when he really elevated. <laughs> Did he play with you? No, I was gone. I was in Arizona. Oh, okay. Um, Building a new stadium in Glendale. The house that Sean King built. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good though. It does I like it? it. Does, yeah. I'm gonna tell people that. Um, all right, let's uh, let's bounce around a little bit. We got we got most of the hour here. Oh, there's Larry Fitzgerald. A whole bunch of people we know. I don't know. Larry, I got to text Larry. Larry. It might be time to let the braids go. Larry was brought up a lot this weekend because Larry Fitzgerald was famously known for running the ball to the ref mm-hmm. and giving him the ball. All right. Let's go back to yesterday. 14 seconds to go. Dak Prescott, they've got. Defenses on the sidelines, protecting the sidelines. Cowboys have no timeouts left. Right. Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, they all agreed. Quarterback draw. Draw, he slides. I'll just lay it out for you because you play the position at the highest level. I play the position at the highest level on Matt. So I'll defer to you. 23-17, Prescott runs, slides just past the 25-yard line, Chaos ensues. The the back judge is nowhere to be seen. He bumps into Dak. They can't get the playoff. Who's at fault? What happened on that final play? Well, here's where I feel like, and I've said this multiple times, teams need to hire a game management coach. All he does on game day is talk sense into insanity. And what happens is Kellen Moore, the Cowboys, they must have some play they feel really good about, but they only feel good about it from the 25 and in. Mm -hmm. So the whole onus on getting to the 25-yard line was so we can call this last play and hopefully win the game. What you need is somebody on the staff that can say, hey, guys, (sighs) the risk and the reward. It's 14 seconds left. I mean, you know the official has to eventually spot the ball. I mean, we're going to be running it razor close. Is it worth it? Because we're already in Hail Mary range. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. Easily. I think that was the mistake that McCarthy, who I don't really know what he does. He doesn't call the defense. <laughs> he doesn't call the offense. You know, every time something's going on, he's just kind of shaking his head like you're not really sure what's happening. <laughs> so I'm not really sure what he does. For the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think you're alone in that assessment. If I'm the head coach, I'm on the headset, and I say, no, guys, it's too risky. Because this is the risk you run when you take that chance. First of all, you don't know how far you're going to get because they're playing sideline. They have Mm -hmm. no issue with you running for 25 yards up the middle of the field. It played perfectly into San Francisco hands. And you have to have somebody that says, okay, well, the referee who's going to be behind you is the guy that has to spot the ball. So you run 20 yards that way. He's already 10, 15 yards behind you. You have to count for the amount of time it takes him to run up and get there to spot the ball. So I just, it was too risky of a call for that situation. You know, uh, they had an even better chance if they'd have just thrown it. You know, it, it just, it, it, it meshes better. You know, I, I just, I, I was so disappointed. You know, first of all, in the organization as a whole, I was disappointed in Dak. You know, because Dak has to know better. 
I mean, Dak has to be the one to say in that situation. That's too risky. Call it off. And you know the same. So thing. he slides inside the twenty-five yard line, and I know hindsight's and, twenty-twenty. Slide at the thirty. Right. Why not slide but earlier? Again, Dak should have known. And he that needs, this play was too risky, but they were trying to get to a specific yard line right. because they had a play that they really liked from the twenty-five. I don't know exactly what that play was, but that's what they were trying to do. But they didn't account for the fact that the ref has to spot the ball. And so Dak did not. They tried to spot the ball themselves. And the ref is going to look to the He's side touch it. because there's a guy on the side that has an official spot. That's why you saw him back the ball up. Yep. You know, he's not going to let the players spot it because yeah. they don't know you where the ball is. You got to give the be. ball to the ref, right? Yeah, it's just a dumb call. It was not the only dumb call that an uh, More... experienced quarterback made, and I'll definitely let you know the other two that did it. It's the nightcap. Be back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VSN.com slash podcast. You get beating the book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. We've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. So we, we talked about uh, My Guys in the Desert, which is hosted by the great Stormy Bonanzoni. And, you know... I got to give her a shout out. I come into work today and we hosted follow the money together on Christmas Eve. And uh, we had a blast doing so you hosted with her a couple of mornings as well. And we didn't have a, a, a full on argument, but we had a list of our favorite Christmas movies. And I come in and I see this Christmas ornament, which is from the movie Die Hard. And Stormy wrote me a note and said, still not a Christmas movie, but if you insist, Stormy. And this is maybe the coolest Christmas ornament I have ever seen in my life. For those of you who have seen the movie Die Hard, it is the scene when Bruce Willis is in the, uh, <laughs> the vents up ahead and he lights up his lighter. 
and mumbles to himself, why don't you come to the coast, have a good time, have a couple drinks, have a couple laughs. She does not believe Die Hard is a Christmas movie, but great sport, and this will be hanging on the Murray Christmas tree next year. So I had to give her a shout-out. Thank you very much, Stormy. Can I kind of say I kind of agree with her? You can. Yeah, I don't think Die Hard is like a Christmas movie. It is. Uh, I mean, a, it's a, Christmas. You can watch whatever movie you want. So I guess that makes it, it a is Christmas a, movie. It's but, a Christmas party. Yeah, by the way, it's 3-2 now in the Penguins game. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, man. So they can score in bunches. So. Uh, we're, we're keeping an eye on the total in this game as the Cardinals are driving 34-11, to 11, three minutes to go. And, oh, nope, they gave the ball. <laughs> Never mind. So now they went for it on fourth down. you're just hoping that the Rams don't yeah. find their way into the end zone. The total here closed 48 and a half, 49, 49 and a half, depending on where you look. And we're sitting at 45 right now. Well, here's what's going to happen. Unless. Are the Cardinals just going to concede? If they concede, yeah, this game's going to end this way. Well, the thing is that they may have to kick a field goal. If they, unless they get another the first down. Because the two-minute warning is going to stop the clock as well. True. But unless they get another first down, which they very well could do. Right. So. Um, what would you rather have right here, the under or the over? Under. I wouldn't feel great, but there's part of me that thinks. Hey, I got to see what happens on second down. I'll let you know. But even a field goal keeps it under. 45. Yeah, it'd be 48. What's the total, 49? 48, 48 and a half, 49. Oh, so depending on when you got it. Yeah. But you're so good because it closed 48 and a half here. I don't think it ever, just looking at, uh, we'll use Circa. The lowest it got was 48 and a half. Open 49 and a half, 50, 49 and a half, down to 48 and a half. I think you're good. I think you're in good space. Good shot. Because I think Cliff Kingsbury and company, it's over. Game over, man. Game over. Third down. They got one timeout left. Maybe they'll use it here. We'll see. I mean, I guess Kyler Murray could do some crazy things. So going to break, going back to wild card weekends, uh, breaking down the Cowboys finish 23-17. to 17. I'll say this. That game, to me, Sean, it shouldn't have been that close because the 49ers. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo plays for the Cowboys. I mean. And that's, that has to be your worry because I believe, and I said on the show, but you predicted it, I believe that the 49ers are a bad matchup for the Packers. And right now they're a five-and-a-half-point underdog in Green Bay Saturday night. Green Bay's getting healthier, but obviously San Francisco's playing well right now. But Jimmy Garoppolo does Jimmy Garoppolo things. The interception in that fourth quarter, I mean, that's, that's a terrible play. And the game is over, and he throws a terrible interception. And it's an unforced error. And, and he did it that against level, the Rams in the, yeah, in the red at, zone. At that level, you don't expect your quarterback to miss that badly, especially rolling to his right. You know, and it wasn't just that throw. It was a throw that was behind Kittles that, thank God, it bounced because he, he ended up fumbling. You know, it was a, a play action, you know, to the flat. But here's where Garoppolo, in my opinion, you know, just loses me. Kyle Shanahan decides to go for it on fourth and inches. They shift Trent Williams over as a quarterback. He didn't wait. You cannot snap that ball before Trent Williams gets set. Like, that's such an elementary mistake by Garoppolo. Like, it just makes you wonder. It didn't make me wonder because I already know. It's why I don't think he has a high ceiling. Because that's an elementary play, but it, it shows me that the stress is always too much. In the Super Bowl, they've got the game won. 
He's got a guy running wide open on the crossing route. He missed him. What happened in the Dallas game? He's got, uh, I think it was Brandon Ayuk running wide open. They're going to really put the game away. He overthrows him. Like, it's just those little things in the clutch moments that really give you pause. In the Raiders game, it's a fireball offense to me. There's no way Derek Carr can spike the ball on that first down. They're yeah, driving I, I to win the game. Whatsoever. There's no way he can spike that ball. He has to know as a veteran quarterback that that down is more important than those four, five, six seconds because we only got four of these. Get up, get up to the feet and, and make, do a quick play. It was and, funny because when they spiked that ball, Sean, and I can the, tell the when wide they, receiver out wide ran around. Yes, and I can tell when they pan to the sideline that they called the play on the sideline. I can tell. Like, you know me, when I, when, yeah. I can, when I see it, I don't need the volume. I know it. They called a play. He spiked that ball. And you just, it's, those mistakes by veteran quarterbacks, to me, are just unacceptable. Garoppolo snapping the ball before Trent Williams is set. Derek Carr spiking the ball on first down at the end of the game. These are like JV high school quarterback mistakes. Dak Prescott not understanding. 14 seconds left. Okay, if we're going to run this play, I have to – I already have a destination in my mind. If it's the 25 from where we were, then I've got to veto that. Say that's too far. It's going to be too close. You know, and just it's, it's baffling, you know, some of the in-game mistakes that are being made at that position from a mental standpoint. So let's let's kind of go in order. Uh, 34 to 11. Cardinals did not use their timeout here. Uh, we'll see. The Rams are going to kick it. So that'll make it 48. So the sweat is real. With a minute no, 13 to not. go. The sweat is real in the Penguins and Knights. <laughs> it's not real in the Rams and Cardinals. By the way, so Sean has the P- the I have Knights. the Knights who are and, up 3-0. And what did you say? Did you say it on air or during the break? About one how to You go, oh, man, I wish I had the puck line. I go, a lot I just of was hockey, talking. Sean. I just was talking. But I'm looking up. I'm not watching this game. I'm not Puckstradamus like oh, you, Sean. Oh, my gosh. The I'm... Penguins are out shooting the Knights 21-7, to yet the Knights have a lead. Yeah, that needs to change, and punt- though. By the way, the Rams punted the ball away. So this ball will land at the nine-yard line. You got 91. If you've got the over, you've got 91 yards and 65 seconds to go. Uh, Sean and I, and uh, credit to Sean, well, we'll see. I tailed Sean, I should say, uh, with the Lakers and Jazz. 38 to 31. It's NBA. Yeah, that's one professional league where it doesn't matter. Don't even look at the score right now. Four minutes left in the fourth is when like, you kind of can gauge, okay. And it still could do like a 10, 15-point swing in four minutes, but you have a better understanding of where you're at. Well, I bet a college basketball game today where one team was up 70 to 57. The other team was missing. Did they bench Kyler? Uh, yeah. Is he not in the game? Looks like Colt. Is it Colt McCoy time? Oh, wow. It's Colt McCoy time. Yeah. You're in trouble with your under here. Or with your over, excuse me. And they're just going to hand it off. There you go. And by the way, Cardinals... Let me let me just be honest. People on the social media platforms yeah. and you know on these national shows, get over yourself. Like, come on, Kyler Murray's one of the more talented quarterbacks in this league. Oh, you think they're gonna be he, crushing him? Oh, they have been. I, I've seen multiple people talk about Kyler Murray. Then Arizona needs to make a change. Oh my god, it's unbelievable! That's insane. Like, and listen, he has not played great. Same thing with Jalen Hurts. Like, how in a kid's second year in the league on a team that really is not that talented? They make the playoffs. I don't care who they beat. It's his second year, first year head coach, new system. 
I mean, I don't think he's perfect right now, but hell, he's showing that he's capable of helping his team win games. Give the kids some time. Give the kids some time. Like, until Nick Siriano and those guys realize that his greatest weapon is his athleticism and his mind, they're going to struggle and have inconsistency on offense. They have to design that offense around those two things, then utilize the play action and the movement, uh, the moving the pocket package to help create big plays in the passing game. It has gone final in Los Angeles. The Rams 34 to 11 over the Cardinals. The total goes under. The Rams, of course, cover. Favorites go five and one this weekend in Super Wild Card Weekend. It'll be Rams Buccaneers Sunday afternoon at three Eastern down in Tampa. Bucks, a two and a half point favorite. More. On this game, on the other side, that's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Come on back on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com and check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. I have to imagine, Sean, the public was pretty happy with the result. I think the public had a great weekend. (laughs) Uh, You know, I know there are a lot of people, yourself included, love San Francisco. You know, it's funny. You changed your mind on Cincinnati early on in the week. Mm -hmm. I changed my mind on San Francisco. I didn't have Dallas, my bankroll, but you're back. uh, Only down one on cigar bets as I... I went with the steam and uh, and took the Cowboys against you head to head, so that is a victory for you. Uh, so you, I am uh, only up one now on our cigar bet. So put that check mark by the 49ers because my first thought was 49ers, and sometimes, like you said early on the show, just go with your gut. My first thought was 49ers. I went away from it, didn't love it, and ultimately, and there was some 49ers in our were losses. the were the right. I lost the Raiders bet, but I was on the right side. <laughs> Niners plus three. Bing. Yeah. There you go. Only down one. What else do we have out there? We got a Duke and Kansas thing out there. Texas, UK. You have Texas ranked higher than Kentucky at Correct. the end of the regular season. You're going to lose then, that. Then Duke, Kansas win-loss record, and Duke, Kansas last longer. You're probably going to lose that, too. Well, the tricky part for I don't know how we're going to. Because the Big 12 well, championship know, is so much more difficult. Than and I don't that. know how we're going to differentiate. Uh, Duke had that COVID pause. So is it oh, winning is. percentage? No, no, nah, it... nah, it's losses. Oh, it's losses. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. we're going all the way through the tournament. It's not like the end of the regular season for that bet. It's all the way through the tournament. Yeah, because Duke right now, I went to football. Uh, whatever. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll have plenty of more cigar bets in there, I'm sure, over time. Yeah, I like taking your cigars. Uh, are you winning or losing right now? I'm down one. Okay. Thank you. And were you up at any point? Well, I'm up one in the Knights 
Penguins game. No, I'm saying you were up four. It's not a couple. Usually holding on to leads. I really like the Knights to get another goal here, and in this period at four two because there's so much effort been exerted by Pittsburgh to get back in this game. If the Knights can just get a goal and get this thing to four to two, I think that'll break the back of the Penguins. It's been a long road trip they've been on. They're ready to get back to Pittsburgh. Hadn't slept in their own bed in a while, so. Well, I think uh, bumping, way, bumping into Derek uh, just a moment ago, they, uh, they're they cheering against you. They they need the Penguins in this one. Well, um, we, I figured there would be a couple big, big Penguins bets, but I felt like the majority of the money from people that bet hockey would be on the Knights because the Knights only played one game last week. So they're rested. They're ready to go. It should show up in the third period, by the way. So we'll see. Rams get it done 34 to 11, the final score. The under comes home as the total closed, depending on where you look 48 and a half, 49. And uh, 34 to 11, the final score. Rams, a no sweat victory. So anyone out there, Kenny White, best bet of the weekend. Well mm-hmm. done, Kenny. Uh, and he loved the over in. Bills and Patriots as well. So Kenny White coming through on the NFL side uh, this weekend. So always love to give credit where credit's due. He was on I it. hadn't heard you say one time during the whole show that my best bet was the Bills. I've heard you mention our host, our guest, I mean, but I, your co-host. I heard you say one time that my best bet was the Bills, that I was adamant that the Bills were going to easily beat the Patriots. Can we pull well, up? Well, I'm just going by what you we, said. You said give credit bet? what credit is due. Well, you don't give me credit for anything I do. Ever. I do. I was on the Bills too, Sean. I simply said it was my best bet. I didn't say you were on the Patriots side. Okay. Well, show the bankrolls and we could once I mean, again remind people. I mean, when a person people, says that's their best bet and it hits, then. Yeah, and then you go on Twitter and say your second best bet was the 49ers. Well, when, 49ers really, and Raiders, Raiders were the same thing. I was on the money well, line. Well, we how do we know what Sean's best bet was when his bankroll had Raiders, Bills, 49ers all equal dollar Yeah, but I've differentiated. got. I, because I, I've tweeted out before the game that the Bills were my best bet. You tweeted have, out, by the way, you tweeted out after the 49ers scored right down the field. 49ers well, are my just, second just, best just, bet. Just forget it. And act like I don't even have it. I mean, it's a bankroll looking at you. I have the same amount of money on the but 49ers I, money. You're, you're giving me as grief. I have on the Raiders. I have, I have credited All I, you. No, I've credited no, you. No, you didn't. Absolutely. I've said multiple you know times what? on That's this okay. show. That's okay. I don't need your credit anymore. I'm fine. I have my Twitter friends. Hey, you guys hit me up on Twitter if you appreciate me giving out the picks to you guys. We don't have to deal with Tim. If I gave, if can you we bet go, the bills because. Can we go back to last Monday's show? When I said I like the Bills and you were leaning towards I the I never Patriots. said that you didn't like the Bills. I said I simply made it my best bet. Congratulations. I no Do I need to say best bet now? I had two really strong straight bets you know last what? weekend. The one was the Raiders. The people one was don't the... care. They want to know who we like this week so they can make more money. <laughs> you just – I'm giving credit to Kenny White. I didn't say uh, not friend, to. And then you interrupt me and say, can I get I didn't some interrupt credit? you. I let you finish. I, I have – I let you finish. I have given you credit throughout the show. You're a hater. Not a hater. You're a hater, man. I don't know why. You're a hater. Where's my credit? I'm just kidding. I'm going to be be grumpy. Where's my credit? Where's my credit? I was on the bills. Where's my credit? There are a lot of people. I was on. I was there on, are a lot of people that know me. Sean, None of them will say I'm grumpy. Sean, I was on the over on. I get on along bills. with everybody. Well, I love to have did fun. You, did you give me credit for bills? 
uh, for saying over and Bills Patriots? It was on my bankroll. Yeah, I mean, but you have did like you, did you give me credit? seventy five things on did your you, bankroll? I think I had one more than you. Did you give me credit for adding two points to First the Raiders? Of all, I got something going on hold right on, now. I, I'm, on, I'm trying you, to get a you goal. You gave in. me grief. You gave me nice. grief. Come on, so, guys. I just want to take a look at this real quick. Come on, Bills, guys. Bills, money line, Raiders plus seven and a half. And I believe the response you gave me was, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just take Raiders money line? You know why I did that? Because the Raiders lost by seven. And I got plus 131. Where did, I get, did I get credit for that? I mean, if I would have known that Derek Carr was going to spike the ball the first time, I would have took the Bengals. <laughs> I figured he played enough. I'm just – I'm I just, figured he played enough football. I'm just that, trying you know, to talk about to you know, the spread being out there now, and then Sean's, you know, asking for his credit, which I've given it to him. It won't happen again, so I apologize. I'm trying to get a Vegas goal in right now. I'm not paying you any attention. We have 30 seconds that's, left in the second period. That's that's that's, that's great, great hosting. If we can get a 4-2 lead, because Pittsburgh exerted a lot of energy, a lot of energy. So I'll I'll just I'll just talk to the people because they they really care about your personal bet that you didn't tell anyone about before the game started. I thought I did mention Pucks or not. Well, you, he didn't you, come on to seven, so I couldn't have. You talked about the Lakers. You didn't talk about. Are you the serious? Nope. But that's okay. I led with the uh, Knights, and then you said also we bet the Lakers. The Knights was the first thing I talked about. Tampa Bay now up to. Three in most spots, still a two and a half out there uh, against the Rams at the Westgate Superbook. And just initial feel, you're kind of lukewarm on this one. I'm just going to wait and see. Tristan Wirth, such a big part of what the Bucks need to do. Also, quietly, their weakest position is the offensive line. Now, Brady does a good job of masking it by getting the ball out of his hands quickly, by doing a great job of trying to put them in the most advantageous pass protection, you know, spots possible. But when you're playing a team that moves Aaron Donald around and has Von Miller on one side, and I mean, it's, it's tough if, if Tristan Wirfs isn't available. So I really want I heard he was in a walking boot today, so it's an ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. So it'll be high ankle sprain, probably not likely to be able to do a lot. If it's not, you know, you can rehab and, and get him back to where he can, you know, you know, provide the production that you need in order for this particular Bucks team to, to advance in the next round. Because, again, no Leonard Fournette, no Ronald Jones last week. You know. Keyshawn Vaughn, though, ran well. He did. You know, again, still wasn't in the plans, you know, when the season started. You know, no Chris Godwin. Antonio Brown opted out. <laughs> so, I mean. <laughs> opted out. <laughs> yeah, it was, that's, it was, <laughs> that's one way to put it. <laughs> It was a lack of it was a lot of lack of communication early in that game, and I thought Troy Aikman did a really good job of explaining, you know, when you take out veteran, experienced guys that are used to working with a quarterback, some of the mishaps, miscommunications that happen with younger guys as far as should they run, should they sit versus this look. So, hopefully, they got some of the kinks out. But again, I'm not as bullish on the Bucks as I was before. You know, Levante David looked like he was limping around even though he played. So, you know, I'm going to take a wait and see. You know, I don't love the Rams as a road team, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but we'll see. I know the one game that I really like is the Titans to, to really thump Cincinnati. Yeah, let's get to the other games. So Rams, Cardinals in the books, 34-11 to 11, the final score. Cash your under ticket if you had it. 
Rams come home. Favorites go 5-1 and one this weekend. And by the way, just as a reminder, Sean's best bet of this past weekend was Bills minus 4.5, and, and it cashed. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. VSN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all new big game, Big Dan Special, provides VSN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only 69 bucks. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming big game, and college hoops betting guides, plus full access to vcin.com. With our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game, it's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Head on over to vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. Alongside... Super Bowl champ, Sean King. I am Tim Murray. And then there were eight. Eight teams left in the NFL season. Five and one go the favorites over the weekend as the Rams, the latest favorite to take care of business. They win 34 to 11. Closing number here at Circa, minus three, juiced, minus 120 on the Rams. And uh, they are able to cover every number and then some. And they win this game going away. The under does hit in Rams and Arizona. Uh, final play of the first half. Ooh. So the Lakers, as Sean and I told the peeps, were on uh, on the Lakers. Lakers closed, what, five and a half point underdogs? Little money line. And uh, and I took the points, too, because I'm a coward. How about this for just putting a bow on the yeah. uh, Rams-Cardinals game? Yep. Odell Beckham Jr., did all right. With one more playoff completion in 2022 than Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Man, that's mean. I'm just saying. That's me. I can hear, he's calling the, the, the Cleveland guys right now. I told you it wasn't me. Four catches, 54 yards for Odell. Scored the game's first touchdowns to cash that at 10 to 1 at DraftKings. And he, in a more competitive game, probably would have did more. He looked he looked as sharp as ever. Yeah. And Matthew Stafford. I heard people say he was washed up. Including. Give him some he credit. Done. Matthew Stafford gets his first career playoff victory. So Matthew Stafford tonight. Didn't turn it over. 13 of 17. 
You know, it's weird when you look at this game, Sean, right? Matthew Stafford only threw the ball 17 times. They rushed for 140 yards, 3.7 yards per clip. It wasn't overwhelming, but the way the defense stepped up, they had to pick six early on. They had some good field position. Um, they they allowed. Does that constitute a pick just six? Just 183 yards. Is that really like a pick six? But the, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it counts, ever, though. Have you, thinking back to your days, whatever level. No, no I've never done Just that. done something. No, never. Because it's so easy to just understand where you're at situationally. Just take the safety, I guess. Throw the football away the first time. (laughs) If you look at Carson Wentz and Kyler Murray and these guys, when they self-destruct in their own end zone, it's because they're even Matthew Stafford, when he did it against the Titans in the regular season, it's because they're trying to do too much. They've gone through two reads. Nobody's open. Instead of just throwing the ball away and getting to the next down, you know, they've been playing Matten forever, and they've seen it happen, and, and all of a sudden, it's it's advantage opponent. But again, take your hat off to Matthew Stafford tonight. He did the two things that he's going to have to consistently be able to do if the Rams are going to be this year's Super Bowl champions, and that's not throw interceptions and not take a bunch of sacks. So only one sack tonight, zero interceptions. You know, it's positive performance, something they can build upon. Now the defense they're going to face next week, a lot better than the one they faced today. But uh, we'll see. And once again, that line is out. And you can get a two and a half. It's juiced, but you can get a two and a half on Tampa Bay in town. Threes pretty much painted everywhere else. DraftKings has it at three, Circa at three in favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A total of 48, 48 and a half. All right, let's go. Let's go chronologically here. Looking ahead to divisional round weekend. You have already made it known. You like Tennessee here. You could have, if you were quick to the trigger on Saturday night, you could have gotten a two or two and a half. But you don't need it. They were gone in 17 minutes. Yeah, you don't need it. All right. So right now, three and a half is where it stands pretty much across the board. You can find a three. It's expensive. uh, But there are some threes out there. Why do you like Tennessee so much against Cincinnati? Well, because they have much fresher legs. Mm -hmm. Remember, one of the reasons that I initially liked Cincinnati was because of the emotional drain that was on um, the Raiders, because of the way that the season ended in that game against the last Chargers, game, coming on a short year. week. Yep. Here you get a Titans defense that's even better at rushing the quarterback than the Raiders are. Much better against defending the run, making the Cincinnati team one-dimensional. And also, they have more firepower on offense. A.J. Brown's a legit beast who's healthy. You're going to get Julio Jones, the best version of him, whatever that is, in January of 2022. That's what you're going to see this upcoming weekend, and this is why they brought Julio. They didn't bring Julio to play 17 regular season games. They brought him to bring experience and playmaking ability for this particular moment. Derrick Henry's back with a lot less carries and wear and tear on his body than he has at this point the last couple of years, so I think that actually will be beneficial. You go from being at home where everything's familiar Mm -hmm. to going on the road where the Titans – Fan base is going to make it extremely, you know, uncomfortable. And here's what I took away from the Cincinnati game. Joe Burrow played about as good a game of football as you can play. And in spite of that performance, the Raiders still had the ball with a chance to tie the game. 
So that tells me that Cincinnati's incomplete in a lot of areas on that ball club. Although they're elite at quarterback, they're elite at wide receiver, they're above average at running back, there are a lot of other deficiencies that exist on that football team. And I think Tennessee takes advantage of them. They're better in the red zone than the Raiders are. And those early field goals are actually touchdowns in this game. I think Tennessee actually wins comfortably. My initial thought was Tennessee. Um, I wasn't blown away by the performance from Cincinnati. You know, they they get it done. I thought initially they came out rare to go. They led 20 to, I guess there was a late touchdown from Vegas, but, you know, they were up 20 to 6. How big of a loss is it, Sean, that Larry Ogunjobi is out for the Bengals, their defensive tackle, well, it's foot a big injury because they're already thin. Started every game this year outside of the you know the regular season finale when they were resting people. Seven sacks, um, you know, really was a disruptor. And when you think about you know Ogunjobi, who you know forced a fumble on, on Derek Carr on man. By the way, the, the Raiders were just early on in that game a disaster. <sighs> I mean, they were a lot like the Cowboys. The difference is, I think... 14 penalties for the Cowboys. The difference is, I think the Cowboys are just undisciplined. I think it was fatigue for the Raiders. That's the first thing... How do you have a tight end blocking one of the best edge rushers in the game? Yeah, again, to me, that's slightly on car. Um, Yeah. You got to understand your pass protections. You got to know where you're vulnerable. I mean, you have to have that internal clock. Okay, I know I got a tight end matched up. And this, this could be getting into cold red territory, or you change the pass pro and, and give him some help. But uh, one thing that Hendricks needs is, you know, guys inside getting pushed as well. So losing a D tackle impacts him. And I said this offseason, if it was one guy that I thought the Saints should have did more to keep, it was Hendricks because he had a tremendous year last year for the Saints, came over to Cincinnati. He leads them in sacks, you know, so – We'll see, but they got to have their big boy shoes on this weekend because uh, Derrick Henry's coming downhill. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill's a lot more mature than he was. He's a perfect example of a guy, the Dolphins, it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. Too much, too soon, whatever it may be. But he learned from that experience, came back a better player, a better quarterback, and he's thrived and flourished in Tennessee. So it can happen, and uh, he's a perfect example of it. Matthew Stafford. I mean, granted, he was with the Lions, and it's it's hard to win in Detroit. But, you know, he's a better player now than he was then. At least he's getting a chance to prove that he's going to be a more accomplished player than he ever was with the Lions. So, you know, it can happen. So I just said that to say the fan bases that listen to us, don't be surprised and don't be too judgmental on guys like Mitchell Trubisky and Baker Mayfield and these kind of guys when they show up as your starting quarterback next year because – you know, sometimes they're better the second time around than they were the first. Yeah, for the Titans, I, I'm going to be really interested to see what the prop market ultimately decides to do with Derrick Henry. And a lot will, I think, be determined based off of what we hear from Mike, Vab- Mike Vrabel this week. He said today he's going to continue to practice. And for the Titans, I know it's life and death. It, it is a playoff game that they have to win to move on. But Dante Foreman has been playing well. So if you can ease the Terminator back in and have him full go for the AFC championship game and still get similar production from Foreman. I think he's healthy. I think he's ready to go. Only thing that scares me, Tim, is ball security. Not having had live contact 
Is the, he He's ready the to Terminator? I know, but Nobody protecting can that, ball that ball is different. From him. I hope you're right because I'm going to have big money on the Titans. <laughs> we will get into all of the games that are upcoming this weekend, but we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, Mike Sando from The Athletic will get his thoughts on Wild Card Weekend and the Divisional Weekend upcoming right here on the Nightcap. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 